When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Uh, Where do we pick up from? Hi, Uh, everyone. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I also uh, went to a school dance with a girl that watched Titanic, I think, 17 times in the theater. It was a different time back then. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. There's HBO Hot, where it's like, you watch it, and you're like, wow, she's dangerous. I'm into that. We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Funnier. Sportsier. More Labradoodles. On 1080, The Fan. All right, welcome back to Hour 2 of the Sinner and the Saint on Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. Luke is gone. Good thing. He went on a safari to go look for diamonds in Cambodia. Yeah. And uh, you guys called me up. Actually, I was a little homeless. Lived right outside the dumpster, outside the radio station. Yeah, I've and seen I, you there. Yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, letting me come in. I gave you money for a while, and then I just started to think, what is he doing with that change? Right. And, uh, you know, I, I needed it because I bought a BMW with it. So Marcus it. Greaves in the studio. It's a uh, St. Greaves edition. A Saint, Beavers edition. Beaver Boys. Beavers. Beaver say Beaver Blitz. Well, we're the Beaver Boys. Oh, yeah. But you are a writer on Beaver Blitz. Aren't Double you? B's, baby. Yeah. Beaver Boys. Marcus, what's your Twitter handle? What's your What's your thing here? At Marcus Greaves underscore. And go ahead and give them a quick. What's you know the uh, your your plug? My plug? Yeah. What, what's your plug? Your your I write for this and I do this. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> well, right. here at the fan. Yep. Uh, what I do is still in the air. Oh. I'm just kidding. Are they paying you to just come on in? Because they did that with me for a while. And then oh, they were okay, like, cool. As long as like yeah. they did it for somebody else. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. My man put me on blast. Yeah. No, basically. no, man. No, yeah. I uh, maybe th- a football guy. Yeah. 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 They'd pay me to come in, and I was like, I don't know how to do anything, and I kept doing that for actually about a year. And then they were like, Hey, can you run a board? And I was like, No. They're like, What have you been doing for a year? <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I kind of do it all. Jack of all traits, right? Like supposed to be. Sometimes I kind of know how to run a board, and then uh, sometimes I sit in prod three, on occasion drink some coffee. And, you know that's what I do most of the time I'm here. Like I watched ESPN the Ocho the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was great. Oh, I forgot about the Ocho. Man, right? I'm telling you, sumo wrestlers. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was great. Those guys are athletes. Yeah, I mean, man. I know they're huge fat monsters, but they're athletes. <laughs> there was some disrespect in that thing, man. Oh yeah. They were tossing each other, hitting each other on the head. Maybe yeah. I should do that. 
What, be a sumo wrestler? Yeah. Well, we just talked about the idea that you were fed too much and that you threw up at Oregon State. Oh, every day. Yeah. So, I mean, you already have the experience. You could just eat a lot and then become a sumo wrestler yourself. I don't know if, like, would you guys, like, could you guys at least give me some motivation? Like, come on, man, get fat. We could try to. Well, the next thing I have to ask is, like, how would you even get into sumo wrestling? Like, let's say <laughs> tomorrow we really wanted to do it. Yeah. Like, who's the first person I talk to? Luke, I, for sure. <laughs> Luke Anderson. <laughs> Luke Anderson. He, he's, he obviously knows. Yeah, he, look at him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he knows. Like, <laughs> you know, with Rocky. Yeah. He's the he's the coach. Oh, he's uh he's what's his face old man. Yeah, I should know the name of the trainer. Five five three zero five. The better you today text line. Please help us with our Rocky movie knowledge. <laughs> uh, text line. Also, we would like you to uh, give us your opinion about the Portland Trailblazers and their upcoming 2018-2019 season. The uh, NBA schedule is released this past week. And, uh, you know, the Portland Trailblazers are going to play for another season, Marcus. That's that's for sure. They're yeah. gonna, it's a bold move. That's a bold take, Cotton. <laughs> uh, their first 16 games, the Blazers face just two teams that finished below 500 last season. And one of them is the retooled LeBron-led Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, it's going to be a rough go for the Trailblazers to start. Now, that's only off of just reading, uh, you know, teams and their record last year i think one of the best things about the nba and i know this is not a popular opinion but i think there's a lot of parody when it comes to talent uh transfer from year to year you don't know how good a team's going to be one year mm. to the next uh the utah jazz are a great example they lost gordon hayward and They're still the next year they were a really quality team yeah um looking at the trailblazers and this opening game against the lakers this is going to be good and bad in one of two ways it's going to be bad because we're playing LeBron in his first game with the Lakers and he's going to have to prove something and dude's going to drop 40 on us. Absolutely. I'm calling that right now. Yeah, I already bought my ticket. Oh, you did? And pre-ordered my LeBron jersey. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It could be good in a way, though, if we're able to start the season out beating LeBron. Maybe there's a lag with LeBron training with these dudes, having to play with somebody like Lonzo Ball, getting used to the fact that Brandon Ingram's going to want the ball a lot, too. Maybe we pull off a W and it sets a good tone for the season. Five five three zero five. Let us know what you think. Well, I already made a uh, a bet with Dirt, hundred dollars. Oh, uh, yeah, that I said the Lakers are going to win. He thinks Blazers are going to win. If you want to make that bet, we can. I'm not confident. I got to tell you, on this show, it's uh, well known that. Uh, hold on a second here. I am anti Damian Lillard. Whoa, anti Damian Lillard. Really? Apparently. Wow. Get it together, man. Like, <laughs> get get it. You and Luke, man. Y'all can get out of the studio, and hey, I'll take it over. Look, man, I, uh, I've followed this team since I was five years old, back in the 90s. I remember very, very faint memories of watching, uh, you know, the Trailblazers go up against the Bulls in the NBA championship. I remember very faintly the Jordan shrug off of Cliff Robinson. Yeah. And, you know, each year – each year tears at you a little bit more. Is it more disappointing year after year? It's more disappointing year after year. And honestly, at the age of 11, when I watched us just kind of crap away a 15-point lead against the Lakers, I've now become numb to disappointment. <laughs> like, every event that happened after that to me, it's I was the just... the Jordan Shrug. Yeah, it literally was. I had the Jordan Shrug every time, just like, meh. 
Eh, it happens. Yeah. Brandon Roy will never play again because his knee is uh, completely destroyed. Eh. Greg Oden is Sam Bowie 2.0. Oh, whatever. It's all right. Yeah. doesn't matter to me anymore. We've got next season. I, I mean, well, so what? You're a LeBron fan, right? Yeah. So what are your expectations, at least for LeBron this season? I think he does what he always does, put up 27, 26. And the nice thing is now is he's not the only one. Because in Cle- everyone says that Cleveland was better than this Lakers team. No, they're not. Not even. I don't even think it was close. Like, you have Kevin Love. Kevin Love was good. But after that, no. And absolutely not. Yeah. There's no chance. And now he has a bunch of young, athletic players who have a bunch of potential. And he's in L.A., man. Like, he has Lance. Lance Stevenson is a baller. I don't know why people make fun of Lance Stevenson like he's not good. Because he was good on the Pacers, and then he just sucked. Yeah, he did suck when, when he was with the Clippers. Uh, I think he was with the Clippers. Well, no, because I think he went with the Hornets after that. He was good with the Hornets, man. He was, I, I, they got with JaVale McGee, too. That's game-changing right there. That's me, like that's like four points right there, man. You better be ready. <laughs> but those four points are going to be crazy good dunks. Yeah, they're going to yeah. be intense dunks that will really uh, get the energy level yeah. up. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just it's L.A., man. Like, you're going to have high expectations for L.A. every season, and then now that LeBron's there, it's just on a whole different level. Yeah. But I, think that, I don't think they're going to be that bad. I see them winning 45 games, 50 games. I well, see it. Well, and the thing you hope for, right, is at least with the Lakers that you'll have someone like Brandon Ingram – like Step take up. off yeah. yeah like he'll have his year he'll have the um you know the kevin durant 2010 2011 year where like it finally clicks and breaks through and you go oh that's that's why yeah. this guy's a huge freak you it, know yeah he's got the 610 really frame so. and the shooting of michael jordan yeah i hope so man um when it, kind of refocusing back to the blazers when you take a look at the rest of the schedule as well there's some other kind of um Kind of rough parts to it. Portland has its second longest road trip this season. Um, six games after Thanksgiving. Uh, they're going to be playing the Lakers on November 14th again. Uh, and then they're also going to be having a back-to-back where they'll end with the Warriors. Uh, I mean, I know everybody gets really excited when NBA schedules come out. And it's cool because it makes you start talking about the NBA a little bit before you know things start to hit in September and October. But... I don't know. For me, it's like you never know what's going to happen because of the fact that teams change so rapidly and personnel changes so rapidly that, you know, like we were just talking about at the beginning of this segment, you might have a team like Utah where you look at it on the schedule and go, yeah, that's a guaranteed win. But then the next year... all of a sudden they're crazy good. Yeah, they're crazy good, so you don't know. And then also the fact that now the regular season seems to have been completely just, like, wiped off the books now because we just say, okay, who's going to beat Golden State? Yeah, well, and that's the thing, too. That's why I didn't want to buy it. Like with the Raptors, everyone's getting super hyped about the Raptors yeah. last season. Like, you know, oh, they're winning all these games. They look great. You know, they beat Cleveland in the regular season. And it, I was like, it doesn't matter, you guys. I yeah. guarantee you it's not going to matter. And then, obviously, come playoff time, what happens? You know, they get LeBronto. They get LeBronto. <laughs> it's just, that's why I think the regular season, it, and it sucks because the regular season's really like that now. Like, anytime you beat Golden State, it's like, you know, it whether it's Denver. I remember I watched Denver beat Golden State last season, and I have a bunch of Denver fans, well, fans, friends, whatever it is. Yeah. They were freaking out. Like, oh, this yeah. This is it, man. We, we're going to the playoffs. I'm like, no, bro. Oh. You guys don't get it. Like, Golden State isn't trying. Yes. And well, then they try, and they 
obviously kill everybody. Oh, dude, the Trailblazers had that as well. Uh, we yeah. had a point in the season where we beat Golden State, and that was when they were on that like 10 or 11 game slump. They yeah. didn't lose that many in a row, but they were just on that slump where they, they didn't, didn't care anymore. Yeah. And I, I think that after last season, unfortunately, the Trailblazers have become the case study in playoff positioning might not even matter either. You know, oh, we were yeah. the third seed and we got swept by the Pelicans. Yeah. Uh, given, I understand that Western Conference, uh, that playoffs. Oh, yeah. It was within a game for everybody in that middle seed from three to seven. Yeah. You know, there wasn't too much variance between talent levels. It was just, hey, you won one game and you didn't win in the game. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to uh, we'll have to kind of keep track of that uh, from the text line five five three zero five. Another middling year for the Blazers. Flashes of brilliant games. Another early playoff exit. And milk toast fans smile and go back to their soy lattes in Portlandia. <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. Like I feel like it's really like this every season. Because like I said, I'm not a huge Blazer fan. But there hits a point where you're just like, are you guys ever going to take the next step? Because you have talent like Damian Lillard, and we're just—it feels like Portland's just wasting his prime. Like, yeah, and it's horrible. If I was him, I would be pissed off. Well, and that's why the rumors kind of heated up a lot this yeah. past offseason about the fact that maybe the Blazers would look at what the Lakers had in terms of assets, people like Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, uh, Kuzma, and some picks, and say, "Hey, you want to make this happen right now with LeBron James? We'll give you Damian Lillard, and you give us a future." Yeah, um, I, I think they could have made an even more lucrative deal with somebody like C.J. McCollum because, to me, if you're LeBron James, you look at either of those guys and you think of them as interchangeable, right? Yeah. It's like, look, can you shoot from the outside? Great. Let's get you. Like, you're proven. I, yeah. I get it. C.J. can put up 50. Yeah. And Sounds good to me. Yeah. Pairing LeBron with a score, I mean, as we've seen it, obviously it works. Like, yeah. You give him a good supporting castle, he doesn't have to do it all, and it works out, but... You just want to say, like, at this point, like I said again, I'm not a Blazer fan. I just want to see him do good, man. Like, <laughs> I feel so bad. And living here in Portland, like, it, it's always, I feel like it's always the same thing. Like, Portland makes the playoffs. People get excited. I kind of get excited, right? Portland starts to go crazy. And, for example, when they beat the Rockets, everyone was super hyped. I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is, like, this is super cool to see. Yeah. And then, obviously, get killed by the Spurs, but. Yeah. It's just like, when, do they, when are they going to take the next step where they have a player who obviously maybe comes off the bench and does something more, not Myers Leonard, you get good contracts. Like, it just seems like it's, it's like Portland's content with being a first round, like get to the first round and get out or get to the second round and get out. Well, and I've always uh, said, you know, if there's some way we could drop Myers Leonard off at a birthday party and not pick him up later. How do you think Myers Leonard feels? Because... <laughs> I feel like, like just on a daily basis. Yeah, just knowing that Port that nobody in Portland wants it. Uh, I mean, I'd have to think the millions of dollars probably help his, right? His like, I, I mean, I've always said that if I'm Myers Leonard, like after this season, I'm gonna retire. <laughs> like, what's seriously? What's the point? Because yeah. what's gonna happen next? Like, yeah, you're gonna get signed probably. A team will pick you up, but they're not gonna pay you much, and they're not gonna give you much of an opportunity because you just have to move. Yes, they, they've already clocked you as somebody who had potential, lost it, and won't get it back. Mm -hmm. And if you want to do that and you want to keep playing minimal basketball during practice and getting trash minutes, okay, go ahead. Or take the tens of millions of dollars that you've made and go retire early, dude. Quits. Yeah, dude. Move somewhere. Yeah. Some sun. Yeah. yeah. Go to Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> I just feel bad, man. Like, there's no – like, I feel like if I was in his position – 
yeah, I would I would just say <laughs> I would write a long like a long message and just say I'm sorry I'm sorry Portland <laughs> because it seems like nobody wants him. Like everyone I've talked to that's a Blazers fan is like, yeah, we need to get rid of Myers Leonard. Yeah, yeah, we need to get rid of Myers Leonard. What are we doing with Myers Leonard? Like even if he does something for the community or something, that <laughs> right? No, I know he's super involved in the right, community. Right, and then you'll but, see everyone's like, well, I mean, he could still do that, contract. just not be on the roster. Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's actually no. I'm not wrong. No, I'm you're not. not. I know nobody likes. Uh, that. all right. So let's uh, circle back to the Blazers at 10:45, and we'll kind of do a show wrap up at that point. But coming up next, uh, the University of North Carolina had what they like to call Shoegate now. Uh, and it really kind of dives into the whole idea of should college athletes become their own entrepreneurs and make their own money? Center of the Saint, Saint and Greaves edition right here on 1080 The Fan. P1 Ryan is texting horrendous things to the better you today text line. To me? Not to you. Oh, just in total. How bad? I don't even want to say him on air. You sure? They make me uncomfortable. They make me strangely excited and uncomfortable. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know how to take that. <laughs> take it as you will, man. You know what? <laughs> don't make me feel weird about it. <laughs> you already made me feel weird about this it. This is on you. You're right. It's all my fault. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, you're the new host of the show, Marcus. Right. I got to kind of break it in, you know? Listen, man. Luke quit. No, I'm sorry. Luke got fired. Yeah. He got he got replaced, you mean. Yes, that's right. Yes. Like Jeff sat down and was like, listen, Luke. Yeah. We had enough of the old bull. We want the young calf. Yes. And that's why I'm here. We're tired of your beard. We want another beard. Right. Because you both have beards. But whose is better? Uh, mine. Because it looks You're like right. a 13-year-old's. <laughs> I can't grow facial hair. You can't? No. I mean, I can. You can see it. But this is this is nine days. Jeez. Yes. It's a little spotty. Well, it's just little black hairs. That's it. It could be worse, man. Like, in high school, all I could grow was the bushiest mustache, and it was ugly. It was bad. So, so wait, I, you just had, like, pillow clouds of hair on your on your lip? Oh, it was bad, man. <laughs> it was really bad. It, like, <laughs> I tried to grow out the beard, and, like, like you, man, it was super spotty. Yeah. Didn't look right. But the mustache, like, that could be in a commercial. It well, was perfect. Well, now, how old were you? Uh, 17. 17 and you were growing a mustache? It was awful, man. Now, see, that's your first problem is that you were growing a mustache at 17. I feel like that's a that's a uh, uh, an advanced age facial hair. That's what I'm saying. It was twisted. Like, you got to cut it off at, I think, like, once you get to be maybe 25, then you can grow a solid mustache. Anything before that, uh, you're being irresponsible. Like, right now, is this irresponsible? No, because you got a full beard and okay. you look like a man. So, how old are you now? 22. Okay, you're 22. I'm 30 years old, and you have triple the beard I do. You're 30? Yes, I'm 30. It, I know. It's sad. What? I even have... See, Look at this. See this little shoulder hair? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get that back hair, too. Yeah, well, but this shoulder hair, I've yeah. never shaved it. This is 30 years <laughs> of hair growth. But do you want shoulder hair? You seem upset. About well, it. I'm upset because there should be more. I feel like I should be a bigger man at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because you're eating nothing but salad. You gotta yeah. eat a steak every once in a while, man. Yeah, I know. that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but I'm on that trend now. I'm doing it. Yeah, you're gonna go pescatarian. I'll try. Let me tell you something, man. Your life just gets better. Does it? Not really. It stays the same. 
You just don't enjoy. <laughs> you just don't enjoy food. Yeah, maybe that's really what changes. You, your taste for food just depletes. So, uh, did you ever sell any of your stuff when you played at Oregon State? As in, truthfully, like the stuff you got for free at bowl games, or like, yeah. Well, well oh, did we you ever went to a bowl game? So that's okay, though. Oh, well, well, it's all right. I, no, I get it. Yeah, but the apparel you get, yeah. right? Because you get every, at the start of every season when you play college football, they give you like a it's not a goodie bag, but like they just give you a bunch of the Christmas stuff in August. Yeah, right. Yeah. They just give you a bunch of the stuff that Nike pelts mm-hmm. out and you get backpacks, shoes, socks, shirts, whatever. Yeah. Did you ever sell any of that? Absolutely. Stuff? OK, 100% every time. Now, why did you sell that stuff? Because I was broke, man. Yeah, I was broke. I needed money, <laughs> and it's like if I have, I looked at it like this, and I knew it was wrong was the thing, but I was looking at it, and I would take boxes and boxes of shoes home. So, like, if I have, I'd have fat boxes full of cleats, shoes, everything. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm eating top ramen for dinner, or I could just sell all these shoes and go get myself some steak. What am I going to do, right? Like, they feed you breakfast and, and lunch. But after that, like, on the weekend, you're on your own, man. Like, that's rough. Yeah. I was like, I need to make a living somehow, and I sold them. So what you did, uh, 13 players on the North Carolina, uh, University of North Carolina football team have been suspended for at least one game, as many as four games during this offcoming season because uh, they basically sold uh, team-issued shoes, Jordan brand shoes. Now, these are very... I guess considered valuable shoes because of the fact they were Jordan brand and they were North Carolina licensed. So um, if you're a sports fan, you understand Michael Jordan played for UNC. So uh, this was, you know, they, they were able to get some pretty good top dollar uh, offers from it. And so now these guys are all being suspended for it. And it's kind of sparked this debate again of, you know, we understand that some college athletes get scholarships and they get paid uh, their education and they get, uh, you know, what they consider a stipend each month to pay living expenses. But at the same time, it, it really isn't enough. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I hate to be the guy who, you know, you're given these opportunities like your education paid for and you're still saying it's not enough money, but it is the case. And so I, I feel like if they're going to give these kids this stuff, what is what is the problem with selling it? I, just, I don't understand the argument. Like, why is that bad? Like, what is it going to do, though? Like, that's what you're right. Like, it, I, I guess the whole perspective right on the other side is, well, you're selling the product. We're giving these to you so you can wear them and you can represent the team yeah. and you can, you know, be and an ambassador for money. Yeah. And you're just basically pocketing it for money and you're ripping us off. Yeah. Uh, because we spent money on you and now you're just taking that and ripping us off. I get that, but at the same time, these guys are making the ultimate sacrifice with their bodies for your school, and you're not letting them go out and make mm-hmm. their own money uh, however they may do it with endorsements or anything else. I mean, could you tell me honestly that Marcus Mariota, after his first season, couldn't have gone to a local business in Eugene and sponsored something? Exactly. And like somebody would have given him everybody money Everybody in it? Eugene would have sponsored him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he would have made an unreasonable amount of money. Yes. But obviously the guys with the big wigs are – they don't want they don't want them to make money. Well, and yeah, it's a power dynamic. It's the yeah. whole thing that, you know, we want to make sure that we keep certain people in their place and let them know that you're going to make this much money and mm. you're going to have this kind of education and you owe us. And I, I think that's what bothers me about this most of all. It just doesn't make any sense to me because they just 
like there's so they give you so much and i don't want to sound ungrateful obviously yeah they give you so much stuff and it's great and i was super fortunate for the opportunity i had but there's some nights man where eating top ramen you're tired of it yeah and like you know struggling to water and noodles yeah like you're just tired of like struggling to find a meal at times and i was a walk-on so 100 percent, i didn't even get the check so you're just like if you have these box of shoes like if this is my way i can eat good and like get full then yeah i'm gonna do it like i know i was saying that you they used to make us eat till we felt like we were gonna throw up yeah but after the season you're struggling man to find some food sometimes yeah and like they every once in a while they'll give you some food but man like <laughs> those saturday mornings <laughs> yeah when there's no football you're and you're hungry and you don't have anything but top ramen you get tired of that yeah and so yeah. i would just go sell the shoes man and well, living. and it doesn't help too that you can't. I mean, as a walk-on or somebody who has a scholarship, you can't get a job really. Yeah. Um. You know, you can do it during the off season. You can get jobs that are, you know, sanctioned through the university and have to be approved, but they don't pay anything. And really, if you want to be somebody that gets, you know, good playing time, you need to be in the gym and you need to be working out. Yeah. And you, you need to be need, focused on football. Yeah, you have to basically dedicate your life to football in school. Uh, yeah. Because otherwise, if you don't pass your classes or get the you know necessary grades you can't play football and if you don't work out and train you won't be able to really go far in football itself so i it, it's a losing formula for players and I, I guess all i'm hoping is is that this case with north carolina it'll kind of put a spotlight on it and hopefully some rules can change yeah and you know for a fact that it's not going to change but that's you all right hope. Yeah, yeah you hope you definitely do you just want i just want to see the ncaa shake it up a little bit like even if and that's what i was saying when it, i don't want to get the whole like paying your players but like Selling shoes, right? You can sell them for like fifty dollars because you have so many. Yeah. And what are you gonna do with them afterwards? Like you're gonna make them wait four years to sell fifteen boxes of shoes, right? Like, and it sounds super ungrateful, <laughs> and I get that, but <laughs> I, it makes sense. It, but at the end of the day, it's just the fact that you have, like, if you're struggling to eat, you're struggling to make any money, and you have these shoes that they give you for free, you might as well try to make a living, yep. right? Because you're obviously not going to do it when you're playing. No. Uh, let's now get into uh, an interesting theory from Trey Boston, a safety for the Chargers. He thinks the NFL is colluding against safeties. And it kind of goes back to a continuing conversation a lot of people are having about running backs right now. Uh, this is Center in the Saint, Greaves Insane Edition on 1080 The Fan, but first here's the news. Just your flighty buddy, Will. And Marcus hosting the Sinner and the Saint on a Saturday in August. Saturday in August, baby. Birthday's coming up next week, actually. Ooh. I know. 23. 23, man. It's a magical year. For anyone listening, size 11 and a half. Those are some small feet because you're a tall guy. Come on, man. I'm just saying. You know what's funny is when, you know, the senior day you have for college football? Yeah. They they were measuring my hands, and I will never forget this moment. A Steelers guy. he, or a scout, he measured my hands, and as soon as he said however small they were, he said it out loud, then like four or five teams behind me just gave me the, and then shook their head, and then <laughs> wrote it down. I was like, wait, what? Like, I was like, what? They're like, yeah, man, that's that's not a good look. Unfo- that's what he told me. I was like, what? Unfortunately, something you can't change yeah. has now made it so you can't play with us. Yeah, I was like, my hands aren't even that small, man. <laughs> There was something about that. Cam was talking about how, like, um, if you listen to Dusty and Cam, Cam talks about his hand size all the time. And 
It is very true. Cam's hands are gigantic. Yeah, they're um, huge. Yes, like they will both envelop a toddler's head. Um, and he was talking about that, that like that was one of the things during his combine that they had measured, and they were like, oh, my God. This guy, oh, oh, which I guess helps for catching footballs, but does it though? Yes, does it? Y- yes, I catch footballs great. I have small hands. Well, obviously not very. <laughs> I guess well not enough. good enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Jeez, I dropped one ball. I can recall at warmups. Yeah, well, they're seeing that. They're like, that's what they it's were those watching. Hands. It's those small hands. They write it down, give me a thumbs down, and everything. I feel like it's really hard to drop a ball uh, if it's. Within reason, if you have gloves on, like, yeah, gloves have made it so easy now. Yeah. Like, I get it if you're gonna drop a ball if like you're in contested coverage and like somebody's draped on you. Okay, I I can get it, but I mean if you're open, yeah, just there it is. Just catch the damn thing. Well, if it was that easy, will a lot of us would be in the NFL? Yeah, we would, wouldn't we? Well, yeah. it's because coach didn't put us in. Right, coach didn't put us in. Bionic knees, jerk. You're getting your head slammed in by Solomon Thomas. Yeah. He just didn't make the cut. Yeah. But mostly the small hands, that's it. Well, it's not our fault. Right, but I'm going to tell my kids one day, they're going to say, Dad, why don't you make it to the NFL? I'm going to say, because I have small hands. Marcus Jr., that is why. <laughs> Marcus Jr.? Is that weird? Should nah. I do that? Nah, that's okay. Like a Will Jr.? No, it shouldn't be. I don't want that legacy carried on. <laughs> I want my kids to actually do something like be a doctor yeah like competitive chess i'd be a radio host what's wrong with being a radio host oh, i was nothing. told this was the route to go rather oh, than no, tv it, that's why i'm here hey it's the route to go if you know making your car you want to make a challenge out of making car payments <laughs> yeah this might be my <laughs> last show here at the station um trey boston does that name do anything for you no okay well it should apparently uh, statistically, Trey Boston was one of the NFL's best cover safeties last season when he played for the Chargers. Um, but the fact of the matter is he isn't really getting paid much. Uh, he signed with the Cardinals for one year at $1.5 million with incentives that could push those earnings up to around just $3 million. Uh, but this guy was one of the better players in the league. What's going on? Well, he just did... An interview with The Ringer uh, recently, I think it was this past week, saying that he thinks NFL teams are colluding to underpay safeties. Uh, here is a quote from Mr. Boston himself saying, quote, how are you going to look at a whole market if you sign everybody and one person is left? You don't put yourself in that predicament. You devalue the whole market itself. Now, this is kind of going along with a theory that's starting to develop in the NFL that was similar to the whole running back theory that, Safeties are starting to become something you really don't need. Uh, With the development of the spread offense, Chip Kelly's way of playing with pace and putting mismatches all over the field, safeties really are something that have to be universal players. You have to be able to play man coverage, not just kind of scour and cover three and then hit somebody really hard. Uh, A really great example of somebody who adapted well to that was Tyron Matthew. Uh, He's somebody you could put in man coverage and he'd lock dudes down but he was also physical enough that he could come up and he could support the run and so there's all these cover safeties uh now that are basically being devalued because they say look if you can't play man coverage like why do i need you well it's the same thing man with like any i guess any position like for a running back if you can't catch out of the backfield then we're not going to have you or if you can't block we're not going to have you we obviously know you can run 
but you have to bring something else to the table. I wouldn't say, I mean, it's just, and it's the same thing with safety. Obviously, if you if you can't tackle, but you can cover good, well, we can, we're going to have to find someone who can do both. It's just how it goes. Like, yeah, especially when you're playing with the best football players in the entire world. Like, if you're only good at one thing, then someone's going to replace you because someone's going to be better. Yeah, but, and you know, I think that also kind of went along with the whole signing of Todd Gurley and getting all that money was that. I know a lot of people said, oh, well, that's just going to set the table for any good running back to start getting paid a lot. Somebody like Le'Veon Bell or, um, well, I guess Zeke Elliott once his uh, contract gets restructured. But uh, with Todd Gurley, I think really what it sets the precedent for is, dude, if you want to get paid this much, you better be this good, which means you better be able to line up in slot and run routes and catch balls. And And you better be able to pick up a block. Yeah, Yeah. that too, because that you're very right. That's uh, one thing that's totally undervalued about Todd Gurley. He's really frigging good at uh, protection. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I I guess I get what Boston's saying here, but at the same time, you know, it's a developing game and it's an evolving game. And, you know, they're asking guys that really, if you don't play the quarterback position to kind of do everything, yeah, uh, you have to have an all around skill set. Well, that's why you're in the NFL because yeah. you're an elite football player. You should be able to adapt. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of just, that's weird. I mean, I guess I get it when you're looking at it, but if you're just a cover guy or you're just the guy who comes downhill and smashes a ball carrier, yeah. and you get beat over the top every time, then obviously they're not going to put you in. Well, it's, but like, I I guess it's such a stark contrast to what we were used to say, like the whole dichotomy between Troy Palomalu, a Mm -hmm. player like that, who like, yeah, he can play okay coverage, but at the same time, you know why he's in there. He's down there to stop the run. Yeah. And you have a guy like Darrell Revis, which Mm -hmm. is like, dude, he's going to cover all day. It's Revis Island. Yeah. And so, you know, we've grown up watching football like that for so long, just having specialty guys that now we're in a case where everybody on the field has to be this incredible athlete. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's weird to see that transition in football, I think. Well, yeah, but you kind of just figured it was going to happen eventually. Right. Just like with basketball, like with a a center, you know, Mm -hmm. if you can't basically shoot jumpers anymore, you're going to be like Dwight Howard and get traded to – a handful of teams because he can't shoot, but he can dunk and he can be down low. But it's just like, like with someone like, you know, Steph Curry, who basically <laughs> made it so a center is irrelevant. You know, it's just you have to evolve your game in any way you can because it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna change eventually. Which, by the way, is one reason why I still don't understand why we keep Yusuf Nurkic. Man. And please, on the text line, do not try to give me the reason that oh he can shoot, he can definitely shoot. No, he can't. No, he can't shoot consistently. When I watch, when I I went and watched uh, the Cavs play the Blazers, and I was so unimpressed with him, it was actually painful. Yeah, I know. Well, we fell in love with him though, so we had to keep him. Uh, okay, enough crapping on the Blazers. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, coming up next, this is the Greaves and Saint edition, right here on 1080 The Fan. Guys, when you're shopping sports gear for the girl of any age in your life, you need a team that's behind you to get the right size, style, and color. Aries Apparel is stop number one for back-to-school sports, and right now they have all things volleyball and soccer on sale, including 25% off all spandex, including Nike and Mizuno. You'll find the apparel, equipment, footwear, and accessories she needs to start her season at the top of her game. Aries Apparel, in Tannisport, at an ariesapparel.com. Aries Apparel, what girls need to play. 
Standard TV and Appliance has the largest selection, fast delivery, professional installation, and live kitchens where you can try before you buy. Oregon-based and family-owned, a hometown favorite since 1947, Standard TV and Appliance. Portland Perks. Right now, get two mugs and 20 tokens for just $20 to Coyote's Westside Brewfest, August 10th to August 12th at a Renco station in Hillsboro. Enjoy more than 100 local craft beers, delicious food, and live music. Untap this deal before it's gone at PortlandPerks.com. Hey, it's Sue Kier, and my hometown dealer is at it again. The big Ford store, Vancouver Ford, has their largest selection of the number one selling F-Series trucks right now and is pricing them with savings up to over 10000 off MSRP. So hop online at VancouverFord.com or make the easy drive to SR500 and Andreessen and find out why my hometown dealer, Vancouver Ford, has sold more vehicles than any other dealer in the history of Clark County. Check out the F-Series trucks at my hometown dealer, the big Ford store in Vancouver, Vancouver Ford. Lucas, we'll be back next week. Who? This, uh, oh, sorry, Luke Anderson. Who's that? Some bearded dude from Vancouver. Yeah, I heard he was. Uh, I heard actually he was the bum that was outside by the garbage mm. can, not me. That's all right. Trying to get some fries from Burger King. Mm. All I need is fifty cents. Really? I don't know. That sounds right though, doesn't it? Have you? When's the last time you ate fast food? Do you still eat fast food? No. Yeah. I I want to so bad. I used to eat McDonald's three or four times a day. Really? Yeah, it was bad. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I was a big Taco and I was Bell cut. guy. I was super cut. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm getting old is what it is. Um, I always remember that in college. One of my favorite things to do on a Sunday morning after getting drunk was eating Taco Bell. And yeah. I think about that now, and I'm like, I don't think my body would be able to handle that anymore. Absolutely not. Actually, you know what? I had a bite of a chicken strip from Dairy Queen the other day. And I took a bite, and my stomach hurt so. And I even dipped it in the gravy. Oh, well, that's your problem. So bad. I think you would have been okay with just the chicken strip, but when you add the gravy, it. Who thought about that? Who like who brought that up? With the gravy, where does that come from? Chicken and gravy. Chicken and gravy. I don't know, man. I think about that a lot sometimes with a lot of foods, like uh, syrup over fried chicken and waffles. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Okay, Don't. now, see, I didn't understand that, and I had it, and I was like, okay, I get it. It makes now. sense. Yes. Yeah. It's very salty and savory and sweet. I, wonderful. This is this is all coming together now. I'm probably going to go get some after this now. Really? No, because remember, I'm trying to just eat fish. All right. You're trying to get cut again. Yeah, man. Trying to get that butt. Who's now? Whose body do you do you look at online and go? Oh, I'm trying to do that because mm. that's kind of what I assume when every guy gets on a diet. Like they yeah. were on Google Images and then they saw some celebrity whose body they were like, Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, well, I went online. I went to Google. I typed in Luke Anderson. And oh. then, uh, yeah, that's usually look like. I'm trying to look like a 38 uh, year old dad who. <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> Tore something in his shoulder playing drunk softball. You're lying. No, he did that. Luke? Yes. Luke was uh, playing drunk softball and tore his rotator cuff. That's and like the most disappointing thing I've ever heard. And, and it wasn't a jerking movement either. It was him swinging a bat. <laughs> and I remember the conversation after that. I go, really? You just swung a bat and that's what happened? And he goes, yeah, you know, it happens. You get older. And I was like. Dude, you're 38. It's like, that shouldn't be happening. He was like, well, it happens to a bunch of people. I was like, no, that's no, not it doesn't. good. No. <laughs> yeah, he should he should stick to, like, chess. Yes. What, is, what does he do, like? Or Pilates. 
stand up comedy. He does do stand up comedy. He'll yeah. tell you about it for like thirty minutes. Yeah, you should stick to that. Yeah, I like Luke though. Yeah, on occasion, he's okay. He's all right. Um, so we've just been talking today about bros who play football, and I'm gonna go back to our poll. Uh, because we had a poll this morning that was directed at one Mr. Sam Darnold. Uh, he had his preseason debut last night, and uh, I asked the question, Sam Darnold is blank. Uh, 5% of you said, yo, that dude isn't ultra. Uh, 23% of you said, effing awesome, bro. 24% of you said, a human harboring a mole. And then uh, 48% of you said, nah, he aight. Which I guess he is aight. That was kind of what he's I all right. came down to really was that Sam Donald's all right. He's all right. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. You just kind of hope the Jets won't bring him down. Yeah. Because, like, he got drafted by one of those teams where it could go seriously wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to hope that, hey, if Mark Sanchez could do it for a year and a half, I'm sure Sam Donald has more talent and he could do it longer. You know, but when I watched Mark Sanchez play when on the Pac-12 Rewind, I was like, man, he used to really be that dude. And then I think it was the butt fumble that really did it. Yes, the butt fumble definitely nailed it? his coffin. Yeah, that that put him that put him down and out. Dude, do you remember when um, Mark Sanchez declared for the draft? Yeah, and he went. It was after that uh, super sick Rose Bowl appearance he had, uh, and they beat Illinois with a Rashard Mendenhall led Illinois team, which I that to that day, that was like one of the examples of don't let league. Mm-hmm. Uh, champions get into bowl games like exactly. that. Yeah. Was, yeah. So he led, uh, Mark Sanchez led USC past Illinois, and then he had this press conference where he came out, and uh, before he went out and spoke, it was just Pete Carroll, and Pete Carroll came up onto the podium and just said some very kind of like banal, platitudal kind of things about Mark Sanchez, just kind of like, yeah, he's, you know, put in a lot of effort, uh, did really good work here, and we wish him all the best. And yeah. once he was done, he got up, and Mark Sanchez walked past him. Carol didn't even look him in the eye. He just gave him a pat on the back and walked past him. Jeez, man. And it was at that moment everybody was like, oh, yeah, Pete Carroll doesn't think he's going to make it in the league and thinks he should have played. That's so bad. Yeah. And it, it, you, you kind of get that feeling with players like this, right, where it's like, are they really – is this really the time for them to come out? Um, yeah. with Darnold, you kind of felt like maybe that's the case just because, well, I feel like he just was not playing good. So he just had to go before he heard his draft stock. Right. Yeah. That, that he had had too many of these performances that weren't, you know, weren't very good. I, I mean, the Rose bowl was really the peak of everything. And then even the Stanford game, uh, I think was just like the first kind of test they had last year. Yeah. I mean, it was, he played really well and you saw some flashes, but um, you know, that's kind of what you're saying, the conventional wisdom, right? That he had enough bad games that y- you... You got to leave. Yeah, you got to <laughs> leave while really the iron's hot, while people yeah. still talk about your potential. Um, somebody is saying that they're trying to look like Paul Walker from Too Fast, Too Furious on the Better You Today text line. Me? Or they are? They are. That's the picture they look at. Let's see. I'm going to look it up really quick. What, Paul weird? Walker? Is that weird? No. Nothing's weird for this show. Paul right. Walker. Really? Really? Yeah, right? Come on, man. You could do better than that. Yeah, I, I mean, well, maybe it's like one of those attainable things, you know? Okay, yeah. Like you could do it. It wouldn't be very hard to look like Paul Walker. Maybe not in the face, but like 
in the body. It wouldn't be too hard. Maybe like two weeks of dieting. Two weeks of dieting? Yeah. What? Like two That's weeks. That's two weeks? Two weeks, and then, uh, you know, give yourself like a creatine wash. Maybe I just want to look like Saquon Barkley. Oh, good luck, dude. Yeah. That's. Did you ever lift that much? Were you like a big squat guy? Yeah, I think I got to 565 was the most. Ooh. You know, man, my legs used to be pretty big. Dude. They look like chicken legs, you know? Dude, 555. That's 65. Cr- oh, 60. Dude, that's crushing. You know? I'm I can trying, never, man. I can never really. That was after an ACL. Oof. I know. Yeah, that that's scary weight to me. I was um that's what we were told basically if you don't squat over 500 pounds, you're not playing. Yeah, dude, for me it was uh you know, uh, at a certain point, like I think the most I had ever gotten was up to 400. And then after that, like I couldn't really break that plane. And then like every single time I played, the only thing I'd do is just put in like every ounce of <laughs> adrenaline I had into hitting anybody. Yeah. I was like physically I'm not going to out physical you, yeah. but I, I will go insane and try to hit you as hard as I can because uh, there's nothing else I have on my side right now. Well, that's like that's when. Uh, but you guys were good. See, with us, we you were like, we're just gonna, we're going to be we're going to be a lot, t- I, I guess, tougher, maybe stronger. But look where that got us. There's my like my second season. We lost every game, man. <laughs> we lost every game. <laughs> like that's the- what is 500 pound squad gonna do for us we lost every game it just doesn't work man so that's a future message to coaches yeah don't lift over you live if you lift over 500 pounds you're losing every game if you can keep everyone under that 500 pound mark and if they lift over 500 pounds cut them in a heartbeat don't don't keep that around what are you talking about i've been working at the gym all summer i don't care I don't care. Pack up your crap and leave. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> we do not want that. Marcus, it was a pleasure having you. It was fun, man. We need to do this again because I we think do. Luke's going to take another stupid family vacation here in a couple weeks. He has a family or something. I know. I told him that. Unreal. Just dump him. Yeah. Just, Just live him. in the studio. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week. Luke will be back next week. Uh, we'll probably get you more ready for football season as it approaches here at the end of August. Uh, but yeah, let's do it. Well, I mean, let's not leave. you. Oh, I'll call you again. We'll okay. do another show. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was, I was going to say, I seen you were on, you made the video without me today. Yeah. Well, you were in the bathroom. Huh? Well, now I'm not coming back. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you. I'm a genius. You're drunk. Features in Europe. Uh, Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.